0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We want to talk about the pot shops, and especially in light of the fact that uh, the premier made some comments about Hamilton yesterday. Uh, in speaking uh, yesterday, doing a little bit of a Q and A, uh, he actually called out Hamilton for not doing enough when it comes to uh, illegal pot shops. Uh, on the same day that many shops were supposed to be open but failed to meet the deadline. Now, police have said that uh, there are only twelve illegal dispensaries. Uh, the premier seems to think there are fifty or more. Going on here, so to try to get some clarity on that, we want to talk about this issue. And uh, to that end, we're pleased to welcome uh, Deputy Chief of Police Dan Kinsella from Hamilton Police Service to the Bill Kelly Show. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for the time for jumping in here. Appreciate you jumping in, talking to us today. No problem, Bill. Nice to uh, be talking to you. Listen, let me get right to the bottom of this, if I could, Dan, about uh, how you are as police services are dealing with this. I will get to the number in a second, but uh, there's a lot of concern right now that people are saying, "How come you guys aren't shutting these things down? Why are there even 12 of these things open right now?"
1: Well, the the fact of the matter is, we have been shutting them down, and and we've been uh, you know uh, going by the rule of the law, and and we've been uh, working together with our provincial counterparts in a in a team approach to make sure that we do it properly, to make sure that uh, what we do stands up uh, in front of the courts, and then uh, we bring a good package to the courts, and then they deliver uh, the appropriate sentence to de- deter. Uh, Uh, participation in illegal dispensaries. Now,
0: if you could, Dan, maybe clarify exactly what you mean by uh, the courts are going to do this. I mean, can you not, is it as simple a matter of just walking in and say you don't have a license to do this, we're shutting you down and you're going to to trial, or do you have to build up a case against these people?
1: Yeah, we do. It's much more complicated than that. If it was that easy, we would have them all shut down, but uh, you know, it takes about uh, two days of uh, surveillance and gathering information to be able to write the information to obtain a search warrant. And then uh, following that, we have to assemble the search team to go in, deal with any people that we find inside, and obviously process the exhibits that we find inside. More often than not, um, there's many, many pounds of, of uh, product. Uh, there's money that has to be uh, you know, counted and seized and appropriately um, uh, put into our, our property branch. And uh, then we have to do the follow-up work, processing the individuals that are found inside, laying the appropriate charges, bringing the charges before the courts. And and as you uh, probably know, since January, we have been uh, locking and barring um, uh, entry to the premises once we do uh, take them over. And that's to prevent them from going back the next day and reopening. So uh, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of uh, work that's involved from... Uh, our officers and our, our provincial counterparts. And uh, I just want to commend the great job that uh, the men and women of the Hamilton Police and the uh, uh, the counterparts on the provincial team are doing to uh, bring an end to this uh, uh, problem that we have in Hamilton.
0: You mentioned something that I had heard a- anecdotally as well, Dan, that sometimes you will close these things down after you've done all the, the, the due process that you've just outlined here. Uh, and uh, in some cases, these things just open up a day or two later.
1: Yeah, and that's what we found. Um, uh, certainly prior to legalization, but even post legalization, before uh, we were able to do the research and, and uh, effectively use the provisions of the Provincial Cannabis Act to uh, lock and bar them. And and what it comes down to basically is uh, this is a uh, you know a cost reward business that they're in, and if the courts are going to be delivering penalties uh, like peace bonds and and small dollar fines, um, it's just worth their while to keep going and keep uh, getting back into the business. The locking and barring of the premises has proven successful to prevent them from uh, opening up again the next day, uh, but some of that uh, is going to be before the courts soon, and you know it's really going to depend on the decisions of the courts uh, which way this goes.
0: How many uh, cases do you have pending right now? Do you, uh, do you have that off the top of your head, Dan?
1: I don't uh, have it, but uh, we have uh, well over uh, 100 charges before the courts, and we have um, 18 uh, places locked down right now. And, uh, you know, we're just working our way through the system. The individuals that are there, we're beginning to uh, see some fines coming out of the courts, so we're paying very close attention to that. And uh, we'll see uh, and hope for uh, fines and, and penalties that are a deterrent.
0: Uh, Dan, listen, I know it's a busy day for you, and I really appreciate you jumping in. I could hear the sirens in the background, so obviously things are going to get a lot busier for you in the next little while. So thanks so much for jumping in and uh, clarifying this for us. Appreciate it. No problem. Nice to talk to you, Bill. Take, Take care. That's uh, Deputy Chief of Police Dan Kinsella from Hamilton Police Services. So, listen, let, let's let's delve into this a little bit further. That's that that's the statistical area from from the police as to how they're dealing with this. I want to bring Jack Lloyd into the conversation. He's a lawyer representing uh, uh, patients' access uh, for medical marijuana, cannabis lawyer and activist. And uh, we've had Jack on the pro- program before uh, to try to get some clarity about how this is actually happening with the industry and and how the, uh, the what the police are doing and what the provincial law and federal laws doing are having. An impact on this. Jack, thank you for being with us today. Appreciate it.
2: Oh, that's my pleasure, Bill. Thank you for having me.
0: You, uh, you just heard uh, from Deputy Chief Dan Kinsella about how Hamilton Police Services are handling this. Uh, there's a concern here and, and a bit of a conflict here about what police seem to think is, is an illegal shop and, and what the, some of the, the people that are operating these businesses right now seem to think is very legal and above board. Could you explain exactly what the the conundrum seems to be here? Uh,
2: Well, it's a problem of the government's own making, ultimately, and I don't envy Hamilton police, certainly. They're just trying to do their jobs. But they have been put in a very difficult situation by the provincial government. This was very clearly indicated by the, uh, quite frankly, outrageous and disappointing comments by the premier in regards to uh, the the dispensary situation in the city of Hamilton. So uh, at its core, the main issue is... uh, The ability for sick people to access their medicine. And there was a court ruling in August of 2017 in the city of Hamilton that urgent uh, enforcement priorities do not trump patient access rights. And so essentially, what the the provincial government did was introduce a law to get around a court order that said that if you want to shut down a medical cannabis dispensary, you have to go to court um, and prove that the at that time, the Access to Cannabis for Medical Purposes regulation was constitutional. And so they never did that. Instead, they took the easy way out, which was to draft uh, the Section 18 of the Cannabis Control Act 2017. The big problem uh, for Hamilton Police, uh, and in fact any police uh, uh, services in Ontario, is that the order explicitly states that Hamilton Police Services and um, All other police services in the province of Ontario uh, are to enforce this order. So really the question that police need to be asking is whether the shops are medical, and whether the shops are in compliance with the court order. So uh, it's not nice and it's difficult, but uh, certainly there are thousands of very sick people who rely on these shops to access their medicine. So hearing uh, Premier Ford make those disparaging comments was extraordinarily disappointing uh, for this community of people, and I anticipate that we'll be going to court to, to to seek a remedy.
0: Yeah, but Jack, we've got to put this in perspective. We have to recall that uh, his chief of staff just a couple of weeks ago was the one that called out police services right across the province to go in there and start busting these places and closing them down.
2: Uh, well, certainly, and I think that the, the closest... Uh, a uh, case I can think of would be one called Roncarelli and Duplessis, in which uh, the government is really, uh, by government I mean the legislative and executive branches of government, are really uh, overstepping their jurisdictional authority here. The courts made a ruling, and if they want to uh, uh, go against that ruling, then they need to come to court, right? They can't just uh, have police. Um, uh, become judge, jury and executioner on this important issue. Uh, and at its core, sick people are suffering and, and police don't want that either, right? Like the police are not interested in infringing the, the, the charter mandated rights of medical cannabis patients. But this, uh, the way that this law is being applied, that's what's happening.
0: And so yeah, because I've heard that, and we've talked with some of the operators. Uh, this is previous to, uh, to obviously yesterday when the shops all of a sudden became legal. And we'll get into that in just a couple of seconds. Uh, and and they've told us that when police do uh, uh, attend these scenes, they're they're almost apologetic, like sorry, we have to do this. It's it's you know it's it's our job, but we think it's it's kind of a frivolous and waste of time, but. So it doesn't seem as if anybody really has a grip as to what has to happen here or how to handle this situation, which begs the question, were we even ready for the the legalization and for the opening of these shops, and is it being done in in a pragmatic fashion?
2: Well, I think that prior to October 17, 2018, Hamilton and Hamilton Police Services were doing a very good job at regulating cannabis dispensaries on their own. They had no need of provincial or federal regulations uh, interaction on that front uh, the shops were safe and the shops were providing reasonable access to medical cannabis to the approved patients and so really the answer to all of these questions lies in Justice Lopchik's order it was issued in 2017 which is that if the shop is providing only medical cannabis to approved patients you leave it alone and uh, even uh, comments that that the shops are dangerous, the shops are a, a public safety hazard, and things of this nature, all of that is cured uh, if the police are able to enforce the criminal law with uh, in a in a, an appropriate manner without arresting everyone for cannabis, which of course is now legal. So it's a very complex situation, um, but at its core, uh, I think that. The other issue that I just want to express is that police really should not be making demands of the courts that they need to uh, rule in certain ways. It's going to result in a uh, serious problems in how the law is enforced.
0: Is is, is part of the, the rationale or the reason for some of the concern and maybe even some of the confusion at this stage? Uh, the the protocol that the province has developed here, but the fact that, for instance, to use this stuff uh, until yesterday, of course. Uh, it, it basically, it was a mail order situation, uh, and, and and now we they've they've already told us that there's a shortage, that there's a supply shortage that's going on right now. Yesterday, these stores were supposed to open, and uh, many of them, of course, didn't. Now they're beginning. Uh, uh, they, are, I guess, right now, under the guise of some severe fines for not being ready to be open at the same time. But I, I just, I'm getting the sense here that the the government here doesn't really have their act together, and and the shop owners, and certainly the patrons who want to see these shops open, are the ones that are getting the short end of the stick.
2: Well, certainly, the recreational consumers are struggling, but the, the real victims here are the medical cannabis patients who uh, their access has been uh, effectively frustrated completely by this entire situation. What I will say on that front is that the city of Hamilton, in my view, would be entirely justified to issue business licensing for medical cannabis dispensaries, and they could advise police to leave those with licenses alone. And so that would solve all of these problems. So I think that government created this problem and uh, the, the, the city of Hamilton really could solve it if they, if they wish to take that action.
0: So you feel that, that there is an element here that city council could actually partake in to try to find a solution to this?
2: They could solve it with uh, I- issuing business licenses. That would solve it entirely.
0: And why isn't that happening?
2: Uh, again, it's unclear. Other municipalities have done so, and they ha- they did it with the support of the federal government, as long as it was medical cannabis only. And so uh, it's... Uh, it's getting frustrating for patients to continually go to court and fight for their rights. Uh, the, the government needs to respect those. And in my view, um, really issuing business licenses in order to ensure that reasonable access continues in the city of Hamilton is a priority, especially given the court order.
0: Jackie, you're getting the sense that there is a feeling in some levels of government and maybe within some elected officials that uh, they, their attitude is, uh, well, okay, this may be legal, but we don't like it, and we're going to make it as difficult as we can?
2: Well, I think that there's a lot of stigma. We had 90 years of prohibition in this country, and, and medical cannabis patients had to fight tooth and nail in order to get the access that they currently have. And the problem is, is that a, a lot of the products that are destined for the medical market are ending up in the recreational stream. And so, uh, again, patients uh, suffer. So what they're asking for now and what I think that it, there's a mandate either on the courts or uh, local government is to make a decision that resolves this conflict because consistently saying that we, they can arrest their way out of this problem isn't going to work. I just heard uh, uh, Dan Kinsella say that there's over 100 charges before the courts um, Thanks, right, courts are now going to, every courtroom in, in the city of Hamilton is going to be filled with these cases now. That's not a solution, right?
0: Well, and and there is that's that's part of the concern as well. I mean, when these things finally do come before a a judge. Uh, you know, the, you've got a situation where technically they're legal now, so why were the charges not dropped? Now, that's a question I think an awful lot of defense lawyers are going to be asking when they finally step in front of a, a, a judge and, and say, look, it, we have to deal with this. And I, and I can see, I understand what, what uh, Deputy Chief Kinsella was saying here, but you know, you've got to come down hard on these people. I'm not so sure that, that, that there's a, a willingness to even do that for, for the people that are being charged.
2: I think it would be wrong hearted, and I think it would be wrong in law. So I, I I highly doubt that that's going to be the route things take, and I think that it, you know it doesn't behoove police to be demanding that of the courts. Right. In fact, I think that Hamilton police should be very cautious because there's a court order that says that they're supposed to be enforcing uh, medical-only rules rather than the the, the Controlled Drugs and Substances Act in this situation. So it, you- it's a complex situation, and again, uh, I think that. Uh, all government actors are doing their best, but the baby is being thrown out with the bathwater here, and medical cannabis patients are suffering.
0: Well, and uh, I guess uh, just to wrap this up, it'd be awfully nice if uh, the Premier did a little research before he started uh, flapping off about uh, what's going on here when it comes to the numbers as well, uh, Jack. Oh, well,
2: I, well, I, I think that that's the the most disappointing aspect of this is Premier Ford. Has, uh, has essentially called out the city of Hamilton in a way that's completely unfair. The city of Hamilton had probably the best, safest, and uh, uh, most reliable uh, cannabis scene in the entire country, and now he's uh, he's saying that that's uh, inappropriate and awful in some manner. Um, medical cannabis patients certainly don't agree with that, and now they're suffering the consequences of Ford's bizarre position on this so it's extremely unfair to the city of hamilton it
0: I'll is that it is jack thanks so much for pressed for time i really appreciate you jumping in today thank you jack lloyd of course a lawyer representing a number of the people that are running these businesses right now uh everybody loses here the police are in a tough situation the, the courts are going to have to deal with all of this stuff and Uh, The patients, including, as Jack just mentioned, the medical marijuana patients are the ones that seem to be uh, most affected by this because they can't get the product they need for the uh, the pain relief and, and for whatever other medical reasons that they need the product for. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900
1: CHML.